Hello and welcome to the next edition of the Rare Possessions Podcast from Book of Mormon Central. I'm Nick Galetti and with me is Jared Riddick. Glad to be here. How are you, good sir? I am good. I am good. I'm excited for this episode. We have we are the upcoming ones. We are doing the Wayback Machine to uh, some early editions of the Juvenile Instructor with George Q. Cannon. Mm-hmm. Some early stuff that that's kind of fun. We're going to do the Wayback Machine to March first, eighteen seventy six. And these are titled uniquely because these are the section is just called Editorial Thoughts, and it's just Elder Cannon discussing current events. So they're not uniquely titled. So we'll actually be covering one or two of these and maybe a couple more in the future as we find as we go through and find more we want to talk about. Yeah. So the juvenile instructor is he's he's the editor. He's the editor. And so he's doing this little piece as the the editor of it. It's not a it's not a long one, but it's uh it's certainly reflective of much of the Latter day Saint thought at the time with respect to political operations and the the role of government and politicians. It's kind of uh Kind of a juicy little piece in that sense because Elder Cannon has some very powerful thoughts, some very strongly worded thoughts with respect to Book of Mormon prophecy and patterns of mm-hmm. secret combinations. He does. So uh, Elder Cannon, he does not come out and say it in this paper, which is probably wise, was not a fan of Ulysses S. Grant from the, from the sound of this. He's essentially accusing him of deep corruption and a lot of things. And as his company, and I, I'm a I'm a big fan of Ulysses S. Grant, and his reputation is his reputation has ebbed and flowed. He was a tremendous general, and he was a good president in the sense that he wanted to really affect good positive change, but he did not trust the right people, and a lot of people in his administration were outright corrupt, and there were a lot of scandals that were exposed during his presidency of bribe taking, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So much of what we're reading here. While it may be attributed or implied that it's Grant, it's probably more now history is showing it's Others. just the people around him. And yeah, a lot of secret combinations. Yeah, a lot of discussions of rings, things like that. Somebody like Elder Cannon, who is fairly separated uh, from it all out in Utah, might not have the best information, but that's neither here nor there. Regardless, he wasn't a fan of Grant, and Grant generally was not always a big fan of the Saints. There was tension there. So what's really interesting here, this is, He's talking about the election of 1876, which was a bitterly disputed election between Rutherford B. Hayes and Samuel Tilden. And it was another instance of did win the popular vote, but won the Electoral College kind of a thing. Uh, Hayes ended up winning over Tilden. But it's just very interesting to read that there are anxieties over this election that are coming forth because Utah's still trying for statehood. And they're really hoping whatever politician ends up in the office, they'll be an honest and good person that will help them and have the rights be recognized because the Utah war is only 20 years in the past that they were invaded. I well, think it's really interesting. He's at, yeah. He uses the Book of Mormon here at the offset talking about things in the Book of Ether and teachings of Alma with respect to the people's relationship with those in power. Mm-hmm. He uses this as kind of a backdrop. The Book of Mormon is a backdrop for America. And I've noticed in some of our past episodes and the things that we've shared that there does seem to be a stronger assertion of the Book of Mormon as it relates to politics and governance in Americas yeah, by the people of this time. Mm-hmm. This is just another example of that, I think, is just where they're taking the Book of Mormon and applying it. Indeed, and I think Elder Cannon has got some prophetic authority here because there were some, there was a, some corrupt bargains in the election of 1876. In order to, get, to claim the win, 
They essentially agreed to pull all federal troops out of the South, and it was the effective end of Reconstruction and led to the Jim Crow and the horrors that we saw there in the South uh, continued, that would continue into the Civil Rights Movement. Yeah. And are still present in some places today. So it's, it is kind of another one of those interesting articles, uh, an editorial article, very much and clearly stating this is his opinion mm-hmm. on we things. Don't, we don't get this too many from the Quorum of the Twelve much right. today, which makes this really interesting. Well, I mean, it could be that they, I don't know, maybe they're more, they're busier today. <laughs> they're, they're much busier today. <laughs> but they're also, I think, a little bit more uh, politically cautious. Well, I think the environment of Neutrality the day. is more, imp- yeah. The environment of the day was very strongly worded. Yeah, it's a very pugnacious era. Ooh, pugnacious. Yeah. A point on the word Look board. Look at that. That's like, a, <laughs> that's like a $50 word right there. Nice. But there's a, as, as with a lot of things, there is this invitation to look to the Book of Mormon and see how it can improve society. Yeah. Which is, a, a, again, a kind of a beautiful part to end his pugnaciousosity. No, I don't know what word to use there. The, the rest of <laughs> pugnastic article. Uh, but he, the way that he ends it is still with this, this loving invitation. Hey, there's a better way to do this. Yeah. And read the Book of Mormon and it'll show you. Definitely. So here is this editorial. It's a bit shorter. We're, these next couple of weeks are going to be a little bit shorter. And that's okay. But uh, here we go with a reading of this editorial thought from George Q. Cannon. Editorial Thoughts from George Q. Cannon in the Juvenile Instructor, March 1st, 1876. All the prophets in the Book of Mormon who have spoken about this land of America have said that it shall be a blessed land unto the righteous, but to the wicked it should be cursed. The words of the prophet Alma II are very plain upon this subject. Let us quote them. And he said, Thus saith the Lord God, Cursed shall be the land. Yea, this land unto every nation, kindred, tongue, and people, unto destruction, which do wickedly, when they are fully ripe. In the book of Ether we find the following words in reference to the same subject. And the Lord would not suffer that they should stop beyond the sea in the wilderness, but he would that they should come forth even unto the land of promise, this land of America, which was choice above all other lands, which the Lord God hath preserved for a righteous people. And he had sworn in his wrath unto the brother of Jared, that whoso should possess this land of promise from that time henceforth and forever should serve him, the true and only God. Or they should be swept off, and the fullness of his wrath cometh upon them when they are ripened in iniquity. For behold, this is a land which is choice above all other lands, wherefore he that doth possess it shall serve God, or shall be swept off. For it is the everlasting decree of God, and it is not until the fullness of iniquity among the children of the land that they are swept off. And this cometh unto you, O ye Gentiles, that ye may know the decrees of God, that ye may repent, and not continue in your iniquities until the fullness come, that ye may not bring down the fullness of the wrath of God upon you, as the inhabitants of the land have hitherto done. Behold, this is a choice land, and whatsoever nation shall possess it, shall be free from bondage, and from captivity, and from all other nations under heaven, if they will but serve the God of the land, who is Jesus Christ, who has been manifested by the things which we have written. We have quoted these passages because they are so plain and pointed. There are others like them in the Book of Mormon which we need not quote now. They all go to prove that no nation can practice wickedness for any great length of time on this land without receiving punishment, and if they will not repent before they go too far, they will be destroyed. 
we are made to think of these words and promises of God by what we see around us at the present time in this nation. What is the condition of the people now? Is the wrath of God likely to fall upon them? We wish that we could truthfully answer no, but we cannot. Wickedness has been growing and spreading since the Latter-day Saints were driven from their homes after a time since many of them were murdered, and especially the great prophet which the Lord raised up, who, with his brother, was so cruelly slain. Violence and wrong have been increasing. It is no wonder that this is the case. Those who committed those dreadful crimes have never been punished for them. They have never even been condemned. The bulk of the people have seemed to think that the Latter-day Saints got no more than they deserved. Some probably thought it was a great outrage to kill the prophet Joseph and his brother Hiram in so dastardly a manner. But the greater number of the people thought they were impostors, and it made but little difference how they were killed, so that they were removed out of the way. Man having failed to punish the people who committed these crimes, their punishment is left to the Lord. He is just and true. When he sends forth a prophet and the people slay the prophet, they must bear the consequences of that act. Nothing but deep and heartfelt repentance can save them from his anger. Everywhere around us in this nation we see the results of those evil deeds. We have had a bloody civil war. Union and peace fled from the people. The war came to an end, but peace and union did not return. No sooner has one difficulty been settled than another has broken out. Men hope for better times, but they do not come. Today, no man can look at the condition of the nation with impartial eyes without being saddened at the prospect before it. But cannot the nation yet be saved from the anger of God? Is it too late, and have they gone too far? We firmly believe they could escape now if they would, but it would require thorough, heartfelt repentance. Considerable anxiety is now beginning to be felt concerning the presidential election. Next November, this takes place. Whom will the people choose? Much depends upon their choice. If they arrive in their might determined to put down corruption and wrongdoing and select a man for president who will faithfully and honestly and fairly discharge the duties of that office, affairs will be more favorable. Wickedness, misrule, and oppression may receive a check. But if an unjust man be elected who will abuse his power, trample upon the rights of the people, uphold iniquity, and aid the wicked, then the nation will have increased cause to mourn. At the present time, secret combinations exist in many places in this country. Those rings of which we hear so much in the newspapers are combinations of this character. Men are banded together to get gain, to get power, and to accomplish their various schemes. They work together in secret. They help one another. And it is almost impossible to reach them or to prove anything against them. This corruption is widespread. It exists in high places in the land, and it almost defies the laws. Occasionally, a little bit of it is exposed, a small corner is brought to light, but not to any extent or for any length of time. It is soon covered up again. Adulteries, seductions, and whoredoms abound, but if any of them are discovered, there is a great effort made to conceal or smooth over them. Society is shocked at the exposure and they think them too dreadful to be talked about, and for the sake of society they are put out of sight as quickly as possible. These rings and secret combinations will, if not checked and broken up, prove the destruction of this nation. Many people desire to see them overthrown, but they have not the power to accomplish this. 
The members of them have possession of too many places of trust and authority to be easily handled. One sticks by another, defends and aids another, and this is done so secretly that detection is defied. A strong, pure man at the head of the government with good, faithful men around him might be able to break up these combinations and rings. But if such men are not placed in power, this nation is doomed. This is not man's word or man's opinion. It is God's truth, revealed as plainly as the light through the prophet Joseph in the Book of Mormon. Already two mighty nations who lived upon this land have been destroyed by means of rings and secret combinations, and our own nation will share a similar fate if they are not broken up. The worst feature is they are spreading. One combination begets another. They have various objects to accomplish, but the ends at which all aim are money and power. To obtain these, advantage is taken of secrecy. The laws are trampled upon. Men help each other. One wants to gain one point, he gets the help of others, and they in turn get his help to accomplish their designs. At the beginning they probably are careful, but they go from one degree of guilt to another until they stop at nothing, not even murder itself. In this next presidential election, combinations already existing and others that will be formed will wield enormous power. It is a question today whether the masses of this country can give expression to their will respecting the man they would like to be president. It is more than likely that the election will be controlled by these combinations. Children, examine the Book of Mormon and see how wonderfully the Lord is fulfilling His word. And then we know you will be thankful that you are Latter-day Saints and that you are permitted to dwell in Zion. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Rare Possessions Podcast. This has been Editorial Thoughts by George Q. Cannon, the Juvenile Instructor, March 1st, 1876. Please tune in for our next episode of the Rare Possessions Podcast by subscribing to us in iTunes or on SoundCloud. Thanks for listening.